What is going on, everybody, and welcome to the first episode of The Booth. Uh, I'm your host, Joe, and I'm here to talk about Mets baseball. Um, first off, I just want to say um diehard Mets fan, have been for a long, long time, pretty much since I was born, born and raised a Mets fan, and, you know, sometimes this team, it just, it just gets to you, it just pushes your buttons, it pushes your limits, and... I need someone, something to vent to. So this is like, this is going to be like my, uh, my Mets venting session every week. I'm just going to come here and I'm going to rant and I'm going to rave about all these fucking idiots that are on this team that can't pitch, that can't hit, and that can't fucking coach. Because this team is an absolute shit show right now. At the start we had, this team is going down the fucking drain. And it's going down quick. So... Why don't I get right into it? I don't know what's the issue with DeGrom, but I'm not too worried as of right now because, you know, he is DeGrom. He did win a Cy Young last year. His first two starts were good. Yeah, his last three starts have not been good, but you have to think that the last three starts were also, you know, had to deal with the um, rain delay. And... After the first two issues that he had with rain delay this season, I don't understand why Mickey Calloway put him in for that game this past Friday where it was like a freaking three-hour rain delay. And yeah, Mickey was like, had the bright idea to keep him in to start that game at 10 o'clock at night. Like, what the fuck are you thinking, Mickey Calloway? You gotta be kidding me. This dude has not been pitching. DeGrom has not been pitching well. Plus the fact he was just on the disabled list for whatever it was. And then you throw him at a 10 o'clock game after a three-hour rain delay, and you expect them to pitch well and give your team a chance to win. You really got a, you got some, you got some balls on you thinking that you can, uh, that you can swing that. I mean, I don't know about everybody else, whoever's listening, I don't know what you guys think about this whole situation, but, I mean, I don't really blame DeGrom yet. Yeah, one time is like, one mishap is like, all right, whatever. Two is like a coincidence. Three, I don't know, people start to say it's a pattern. But I'm not really too worried yet. Um, I feel like he will bounce back at some point. It's just going to be him, like, you know, maneuvering a little bit, little bit to find his way. But it certainly doesn't help his cause if Mickey fucking Callaway keeps putting him in after rain delays and just keeps putting him in bad situations to pitch. So, I don't know. That That's just a shit situation for DeGrom. And... I really don't think Mickey Calloway's handling it well. Um, all right, so the next thing is Jerry's Familia. Jerry's fucking Familia is pitching like absolute shit. I don't know if you, I don't know if anyone's, if you guys have been watching like all of these games, but every fucking time he comes in the game, we know he's gonna give up runs. Like I, I don't know, I don't know what to think. I don't know what to say. It's just like, all right, Jerry's Familia's coming in. TV's going off, I'm going to bed, because fuck the him, fuck the Mets for putting him in, like, what the hell is going on? Jay Rusumila is absolute shit lately, and I can't stand to watch it. It is absolute garbage, because every time he gets on the mound, he gives up hits. He gives up hits, he walks, runs, it's just going to shit. I don't know if it's because he's in a setup role now, I don't know if that's affecting his, um, affecting his game plan, and affecting the way he pitches, but... You know what? Edwin Diaz is a fucking beast at the end of the at the end of the bullpen, and he has whatever it is nine out of nine saves or ten out of ten saves. So 
he's not moving out of that spot. Either Jay Reese Familia has to um has to kick it into gear and try and figure out what's going wrong, or I don't know, Mets have to figure out a way to fix him because this is not good. And I don't know about you guys, but I can't stand watching him blow these freaking games. Like the other night, we had a it was a six five game after the Pete Alonso home run. Jerry Smila comes in, becomes eight five or nine five, whatever the hell it was. Like, are you gotta be kidding me, man? We just came within one run of the game. We had three innings left, three half innings left to score runs, and you're coming in here and giving up two, and now it becomes a three run game again. It's like way to kill the momentum, man. You gotta be kidding me. All right, so now. On to the uh, the most anticipated topic that everyone seems to be talking about lately is the uh, the Travis Darno DFA, or as I like to say, the D apostrophe FA. Because you know what, fuck Travis Darno. Travis Darno is a great guy from what I read and from what I see on TV, but he is a shit ball player. He can't field. He can't hit. He can't call a game behind the plate. He can't throw runners out. Like, dude. What are you doing on the baseball diamond? I don't know what Mickey Calloway and freaking Brody Van Wagenen were smoking when they signed him to a to a whatever three million dollar deal. I know it's not a lot, but still, like, I honestly would rather have Kevin Ploiecki still on this team than than Travis Darnell. And after this, after I heard um, this past Sunday that they DFA'd him, that was the best news I've ever heard in my life. Travis Darnell. If you're listening to this, I mean, you're not listening to this, but whatever. I don't care. Great guy. You fucking suck at baseball. So pick up something else. I don't know. You can, you could be, you could go sell insurance or something. I don't give a shit. Just baseball is not your forte, my dude. Um, all right. So as we're going around the horn, I guess we'll talk about, um, our boy, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo, next. He's been doing well. You know, same old, same old. Hitting the ball hard as hell. His fielding's been pretty well. I mean, I'm sure you guys all saw that freaking rocket that he hit to left field the other day. Off a curveball against the um, against the Brewers or whatever it was. Fucking rope. Kid's good. And, I mean, that's all you really got to say about him. Um, Who else? Alright, now the fucking hit by pitches. Yeah, last night, I got the notification, Cano gets hit by a pitch in the hand again. You gotta be fucking kidding me. We gotta put some armor on these dudes. Because I can't, like, everybody's getting fucking hit. Cano's gotten hit in the hand like three or four times already. It's gonna come to a point where his hand's gonna fucking break. His hand's not made of metal. It's not made of steel. It's not going to withhold, withstand a fucking 95-mile-an-hour baseball to the hand every single time he goes up to bat. I really, I, I don't understand, like, his hands, like, what does he have, a magnet underneath his batting gloves or something? This is ridiculous. I mean, not like he's been anything special, but as of late, he's been okay. He hasn't been bad offensively. He's starting to pick it up a little bit. And defensively, you know, he's the same Robbie Cano that everybody everybody knows. So, I just, it's just getting these hit by pitches. Him, Nimmo, McNeil, Comfort, everyone getting hit by pitches. It just, even Pete Alonso, it just stresses me out. It really stresses me out because the last thing this team needs right now with all this pitching shit is injuries. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. 
um, everyone is gonna be okay for now, but I just it just stresses me out when I get a notification someone leaves the game because they got hit by a pitch in the hand or hit by a pitch in the knee or or in the foot or something. That's the last thing this team freaking needs. Um, what else? Uh, Ahmed Rosario, absolute shit in the field lately. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Maybe he needs a pair of glasses or something because balls have been going under his glove, bouncing off his glove. Throws have been all over the place. He is not feeling well, and I don't know. Maybe he needs some. Maybe he needs to freaking drink whatever Cano is drinking or eat whatever he's eating. Because Cano, you know, is a solid fielder. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, he makes his mistake here or there, but that's acceptable. Uh, Rosario, he's n- what he's doing is not acceptable in any sense of the word. He just can't seem to field for the life of him, and. You know what? His hitting isn't compensating for his fielding errors either. So something's got to give. He either is going to have to pick his shit up and start playing better defense. Or he's going to have to hit better. And then you could deal with the defense issues here and there. But in the end, you don't want any of that shit. You want him to be a solid defensive player and a solid offensive player. But you can't, hope, you can't ask for too much because, you know, it's not going to happen. So you got to... Hopefully he figures his dilemmas out and he and he can you know get on the road and and start being a better defensive shortstop and honestly I don't need him to hit freaking three hundred or whatever I'm completely happy with him hitting two seventy and batting at the bottom of the lineup honestly though he just he just needs to it's just a defense that's just killing us absolutely killing us. And, uh, and yeah, so, you know, McNeil's doing the same shit he's always been doing, hitting the ball like the little squirrel he is, hitting it all parts of the field, getting on base, doing his job. Nothing bad I could say about him, nothing bad I could say about Conforto at this point, you know, both of them driving in runs, playing hard, even Alonso driving in runs, playing hard. You know, that's all you could really ask from this team. Everybody else? They have something going on. Freaking DeGrom with his pitching shit. Noah Syndergaard can't pitch for shit either. Uh, Steven Matz was crap earlier, but now he's starting to level off a little bit, so that's a good sign. Zach Wheeler, same kind of thing. A couple of rough starts, but he seems to have like leveled out, which is good. Jason Vargas is always a piece of shit because why the fuck is he still on this team? I hate Jason Vargas. And I'm sure everyone else hates Jason Vargas, so fuck you, Jason Vargas. Not as a person, but as a baseball player, because I honestly, I, I honestly don't know what to say. Because I don't know why you're on this team. I don't know why you're still a major league pitcher if your fastball can only go 85 miles an hour. I don't know what is going through Brody's mind when he or whoever's mind when they were thinking that it's a good idea to keep you. I understand our pitching depth, our starting pitching depth isn't great, but you know what? If you're a major league team and you have money, even if you don't have money, you should not be throwing Jason Vargas every fifth day. He does not give you a good chance to win, and it goes completely against the um, the idea that Brody Van Wagenen was saying at the beginning of the season that he's putting out the best players every single day. Putting out, Sending Jason Vargas to pitch every single day is not sending the best pitcher every single day. In all honesty, I'd rather 
sit Jason Vargas or release DFA Jason Vargas too. And I would be complete. I would rather have a Seth Lugo, um, Robert Gazelman tandem where they each go four innings or whatever every fifth day than Jason Vargas because what Jason Vargas is doing is not working and it's just it's not giving us a chance to win so I don't understand why he's still on this freaking team but whatever I mean you can't can't fix all these problems but I mean something's got to give they have to the two biggest things well one thing that I'm happy about first of all is the um, the Travis Darno being DFA'd because Travis Darno, as much of a good guy you are, you are a piece of shit baseball player. You can't do anything. So I'm happy that he's finally gone. Um, the Grom situation, I have a feeling that he'll figure it out, he'll level out, and he'll, you know, mellow, be like a good. Uh, he's definitely not going to have a Cy Young year this year, but I think you know he'll get to like his 27. Tw- 2018 self or whatever 2017 self uh whatever it was where he's you know in the low three era high two era which in the end is is perfectly fine i mean you it's it's better than it's better than the majority of pitchers in the league so if he can get to that mid to high two ERA or or a low three ERA, I I would honestly be okay with that because you can't ask the guy to be perfect every single game and every single year. So you get what you get. And then last thing is Jerry Familia. He has to. I know I spoke about it earlier, but he has to turn on the Jets. He has to figure out what the hell is going on, and he has to fix it because having an, uh, the setup guy blow the lead before the before the closer comes in, is not helpful at all. You can't expect to win games if if you have this dude at the end of your bullpen just blowing games at the end. So that's uh, kind of the end of my uh, Around the Horn rant. Kind of touched upon every everything I wanted to this week. Um, before, we, before I sign off, we have... Uh, I guess the next four game series, the Mets are facing the Reds, who are right now are eleven and sixteen, and then after that, the Mets play the Brewers again in a three game series, who are now fifteen and fourteen. So it's a little. This week we have a little battle with the NL Central, and uh, let's see. I mean, for the Mets, I'm hoping. I mean, as a Mets fan, or even anyone in the Mets organization, you have to hope. Or you have to think that the Mets can at least take three games from this Red Series. Four games would be ideal. Four games would be great. Four No, four games would be amazing. Three games would be great. Two games would be just blah. It's just, alright, you did the least amount of work possible. If the Mets win two games out of that four-game series with the Reds, you know something's there's some something obviously wrong because they should not win two games to a team that's four five games under 500. So there's that and then with the Brewers I mean hopefully the Mets can build some momentum against the Reds and maybe go into the game with the with the Brewers like a little hyped up. If they could win two out of three with the Brewers, that would be amazing. Obviously, like I said, sweep is always ideal, but 
it's not always going to happen, especially if the Brewers, you know, start to get hot or if Christian Yelich, you know, continues to stay the way, the way he is. It's going to be really tough for the Mets to, to uh, you know, sweep them, but I'll take two out of three. Worst case scenario, one out of three, but, you know, it's just it's just going to be the way it is. Baseball is baseball. Things happen, and things don't always go as planned. So we may win four in a row against the Reds, and we may lose three in a row against the, the Brewers, or we may lose four in a row against the Reds, and we may win three in a row against the Brewers. We don't know. Baseball changes every single day, and it all depends on the guys we have on our roster. Hopefully this team... Um, can pick up the slack. Hopefully the pitchers can figure out what's going on. Hopefully the offense can keep going the way it's going because I like what I see. And um, and that's it. So uh, let's go Mets. And uh, this is the uh, first episode of The Booth signing off. All right, see you guys.